But I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting live from Deerfield Beach, Florida, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Little town, little gas lamp quarter, where fans flock to convention halls, nerdy place, full of nerdy people, hello Comic Con, bonjour, 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 Hodor. Riding the shuttle from my distant motel Can't wait to see that sacred hall Comics are an abomination Sense of spandex and pleather all around me Oh look, there's Loki and Darth Maul Well, that's not screen accurate Gonna get a ton of swag Enough to fill this Gotham bag Oh god, I'll have to drag this stuff around all day Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Aaron Meta Show. It is July 23rd, 2017. I am Patricia, and I am filling in for Arun because he is sick. Unfortunately, he will not be joining us in the final days of the coverage of San Diego Comic-Con 2017. But I do have my friend and colleague from the comic book cast. We have Tom back. Welcome back, Tom. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, yeah, for the past couple of days, Arun, Josh, and I, we were covering the Nickelodeon trailers, um, sneak peeks for Rocco's Modern Life and Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. They look amazing. I just want to quickly say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to know from your opinion, Tom, uh, which are you the most excited for, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling, or Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie? I think Hey Arnold of the Jungle movie because I think it's something that um, everyone's been waiting for a long time and something I've been waiting for for a long time. I've heard about it many, many years ago. And yeah, look forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing Rocco too. Yeah, definitely. I've been looking forward to this for a long time as well. And uh, yeah, you can definitely hear more about our recap of um, our reaction to um, the Jungle movie sneak peek over in the previous episode. So... Right now, we're going to be covering something that we barely covered in our coverages of the San, of San Diego Comic-Con so far. And that is, um, there's been a lot of news regarding about comic books, uh, whether it be the TV shows and the movies. So, yeah, I guess the biggest one that a lot of people were really excited about was the reveal of what the characters look like in Young Justice Season 3. Yeah, I think they look really good, actually, um, from what they revealed from the concept art stuff and the official artwork. Yes, and the one thing that a lot of people noticed was that Static and Spoiler, it seemed like they were going to be joining in the team, and that Nightwing didn't appear to be in any of the pictures. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? Um, I think um, when you see the original OG team, I think um, that is Nightwing that wearing the face mask. I'm not as sure, but again, it could be anyone, but... Um, I predicted that they're going to go a couple years into the future, which they obviously they have. Um, they've gone a couple years in the um, future. They aging them up, aging them up um, quite a bit in some some of them. And um, I think the designs are really good. I think they're spot on. I think they. Um, I mean, Young Justice always had great character designs in great um, um, animation and stuff like that. I, I can't wait to see them in motion, but. Yeah, I, I think the design choices are really good. 
Yeah, it's funny because, you know, it was almost going to be like a case for Hey Arnold in which, like, um, you know, Young Justice was beloved by so many people. Like, I cannot tell you how many people that I knew had watched Young Justice every single week and were looking forward to what the story was. And, of course, we know about the brilliant genius of Greg Wiseman with his previous work, like um, Gargoyles and Spectacular Spider-Man. So with the announcement of Young Justice being canceled because toy sales were really low and apparently Cartoon Network didn't like that, you know, girls were watching the show just as much as boys that, you know, eventually that how the show got cancelled, but similar to Hey Arnold the Jungle movie, it had a huge following that any chance they got with purchasing DVDs and making sure that the Netflix views would be super high and the demand yep. of um, Young Justice Season 3 to come out in some way, shape, or form, we actually got it much sooner. With the Jungle movie, you have to understand that this was when the internet was very limited and we can only rely on sending in fan letters via snail mail and the occasional interview that Craig Bartlett would be doing via the Nick.com chat room or the fan chat room or something like that. So, you know, the likes of the airings of the Splat and the 90s or all that and the fact that social media was booming at this time and the likes of um, the Hey Arnold Save the Jungle Movie Facebook page were able to get it. But with Young Justice, we were able to get it much faster because of the likes of the fan base b- being this big and nobody thought that it was actually going to be happening, especially within like, I would say like, what was it, like three years after its cancellation or something? Yeah, the last season was in 2010. So that was the original airing run. So yeah, give it an idea. Um, it ran, started in 2010, ended in 2013. So yeah, not that long, over five years, five, yeah. six years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like half of the time that it took for, um, you know, for the Jungle movie to get greenlit, you know, almost like 13, 14, 15 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, as far we know so far, this new, new season, Young Justice, we know the name of it. It's going to be called Young Justice Outsiders. Um, there's going to be a, it's going to be on Netflix. It's going to uh, premiere in 2018, and so far they said it's going to be a total of 26 episodes. And apparently, at the moment, currently 12 scripts for the new season have been finalised. Ten are in the work, and four haven't started yet. All right. Well, that is amazing to hear. I'm sure sometime down the line, I'll be doing a casual chats episode about Young Justice or maybe even a video on Young Justice to um, celebrate the fact that we are getting a season three. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to season three of Young Justice. Just just a question. How far into the future do you think they're going to go? with this can it look like some of the characters have aged up and are a bit older do you think it's going to be like a year or two or so possibly yeah i mean let's take a look at it from season one through season two the time gap from what i remember is five years right yes okay so they do look a little bit older so i mean i'm thinking that maybe it would be either like i mean it's not like a gradual shift and change we do notice some old something we do notice a lot of the characters being a little bit older I would say probably maybe maybe it's either another five years or maybe two or three, but yeah, it's definitely another time skip. Yeah. Um, also, what do you think you would like to see? Because I got three things off the top of my head I would like to see. Yeah, off the top of my head. Did, yeah. What did you go first, Tom? Because um, they did mention um, towards the end of the second series, they were, they were talking about um, 
Jason Todd. There was some Easter eggs put in there, so I'm guessing Red Hood's going to be in this season at some point, which I would like to see. Um, Red Hood going up against the Young Justice team, I think that'd be quite kind of cool. Um, I would like to see the whole thing with Darkseid finally being um, finished and wrapped up as well. I think that was really cool because they did tease him, but they didn't go anywhere with it. And I know this is an odd one, but I would like to see Mick Siplik, um the Superman villain, who can alter time and space in reality. Oh, that would be kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, would, I would like to see stuff like that. And, um, and maybe... Um, yeah, that's, that's that's some of the stuff I would like to see personally. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool thing. And yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of speculation for what a lot of people want to see for season three of Young Justice. And with 26 episodes, as opposed to like Samurai Jack, in which it only got like um, only like uh, only like um, half of that, I believe. So yeah, I, I think that for the most part, I think that. If the season, if the third season of Young Justice is able to become a massive success, then who knows? Maybe it'll become, maybe it'll have a second life on Netflix, or maybe it'll conclude the series and then uh, it'll leave a lot of uh, viewers satisfied. Who knows? Maybe the same thing could happen for Green Lantern, the animated series, because I know that that show had just as a big following as Young Justice, and it uh, also never, you know, got its conclusion. So. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, what the future is for Young Justice. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of shows like this, personally, we don't want to see it keep going forever. We just want a conclusion, a wrap-up to what it was originally meant to be. And, you know, we're glad to see Young Justice um, come back and actually do get get that chance to finally wrap up everything and conclude their story, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move over into some other DC news. Uh, there's the reveal of Justice League. There was a trailer that was just shown. Yes, yes. And um, I'm surprised that they're able to do the Justice League trailer, like, right away. I mean, I do know that they have, you know, they had Man of Steel, they had uh, Batman versus Superman, and they had Wonder Woman. I know that they're doing the Aquaman movie, they're talking about the Cyborg movie, but, I mean, the trailer... It's, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Tom? Um, the trailer looks alright. I think they've been in production for a very, very long time. Recently, they was it. They're still doing the reshoots, I, be- I believe, with um, Josh Whedon at the helm of doing the reshoots. So, um, I think they had enough time. Uh, but I think a lot of the stuff we did see, I think it's a tiny bit of the new stuff, but not a lot of the new, um, new reshot stuff. You know what I mean? Because I think they had to show something because, like, they, they, everyone knew that there was massive reshoot that was going to be happening for this film. So they were like, okay, whatever is finalized, footage-wise, that we can use in in the new trailer for the new shot stuff, let's use it and just show people what it's, it's like still, you know? Yes, and uh, for those who don't know what happened between... Um you know, from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon. So Zack Snyder was working on the Justice League movie, but he had to leave the project when his daughter had committed suicide. And so he left the project and Joss Whedon took over. And so there's been lots of talks about reshoots and retweaks of the script and a whole bunch of things. So, 
Yeah, um, it's still, I, I don't notice a lot of, like, from, I don't notice uh, the reshoots. Um, maybe there are some noticeable things, but, yeah, it, it looks pretty decent. I think that, for the most part, if they're able to develop the characters well, then it could be a really decent uh, movie, but there's still a lot that we don't know about. So, uh, yeah, um, for the most part, it, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that for DC, you know, especially with, um, all this changes that have been going on lately. I hope that they do. You know, I do. I hope that they do pretty successful with the mo- uh, with movies wise because they did so with Wonder Woman, and um, yeah, it, it. I think it does have some promise, and I'm hoping that Josh Sweden can be able to carry on with what the foundation was for the likes of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think that at the moment, with what, what they've shown with Wonder Woman, they've proven that they can make a cohesive film really, really likable by everyone, uh, by a lot of majority of casual viewers and comic book fans and nostalgic people who know about the properties way beforehand if it was in other interpretations of it. Wonder Woman with um, Linda Carter's um, Wonder Woman um, TV show, to be precise. But... Yeah, I, they've proven that it can be done. Like, because be honest, coming out the gate with DC, DC with their film, with their cinematic universe, Man of Steel wasn't wasn't too liked by people. Batman v Superman, oh my god, that is one of the most complained about comic book films in a long, long time. And Suicide Squad, everyone was a bit meh about it. And one of them come out, and everyone. I'm going to be honest, didn't have high hopes for it, and surprisingly, it came out, everyone really liked it, and it did well at the box office, and I hope they can keep that momentum going, because they've proven that they can make these good, solid films, like Marvel can, but they just need the right people, and the right voices, and the right talent to do it, you know? Yes, and I'm hoping that it does turn out really well, because... You know, I mean, I do think that DC, they do have a lot of promise. I mean, I know that when it comes to movies, like live action movies, I do know that DC has been under the shadows of Marvel. But um, I'm hoping that things can start picking up. And I hope that things do become better for them. Because I know a lot of people, I've seen complaints about uh, people defending um, Marvel saying that it's so much better than DC. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess you can like both because, you know, DC does very well with its TV shows and its animated movies and Marvel does well with its movies and its animated shows. So, yeah, I mean, I know that there's this massive split and this massive debate, but, you know, I, I don't want to be, like, completely angry and saying, like, you know, this company is superior to the other. So um, I just hope nothing but the best. Yeah, that's what... This this is all, all I want um, about when it comes to competition. When it comes to competition, is that a lot of people say, "Oh no, competition can destroy people." Blah blah. But this is a good thing about competition makes everyone better. And I think that Marvel doing a fantastic job what they're doing with at the moment. But I think that they can't keep going forever with the same. They need some competition. Competition because when competition is created it create that drive to make yourself better and also to create better content for both parties for that matter, you know? Yes, I do agree. Very quickly, um, the third Captain America film, the only reason why that became Civil War with Captain America versus Iron Man because Warner Brothers were going to do Batman v Superman, you know? So that had a knock-on effect with that. And I guarantee now with Wonder Woman coming out and doing well it is, that is going to have a knock-on effect with their plans for what they're going to do with Captain Marvel. 
Oh, yeah. Speaking of Captain Marvel. So, yeah, that also was revealed uh, just yesterday. So, yeah, Captain Marvel, they are going to be doing a movie based off of her. Brie Larson has been announced that she's going to play Captain Marvel. Nicole Perlman and Meg Lefebvre, or Lefebvre, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, are going to be coming in as screenwriters. And Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck are going to be the co-directors. And the movie will premiere in 2019. So, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Tom? I think it looks good. It's interesting from the concept art they showed off at the convention as well, which got leaked online. Um, I think it looks really good. Um, I think they're going to write right direction. I like the fact that they've got the scrolls in it, so I'm looking forward to that. That might set up more stuff down the line later on down the line. That'd be cool to see. I, I just think what they've shown is pretty impressive so far. Yeah, it's funny because you, what you just mentioned a minute ago about how uh, Civil War was Marvel's way of competing with Batman versus Superman. Do you think that Captain Marvel is Marvel's way of competing with Wonder Woman? I think Captain Marvel was always on table um, for them, but I think now how well Wonder Woman has done, yes, they are going to have to compete with Wonder Woman in that sense. And the thing is that with the difference between Marvel and DC is that it's no, it's no beat around the bush with it. It's that Wonder Woman is one of the most and one of the most recognisable comic book characters of all time, and also even the most well-known female superhero ever in comic book history and in media. So they they're going to have a bit, bit of a fight with them. They're going because they're going with a character, Captain Marvel. To be honest, not a heavy hitter character in that sense of recognizability because if you say to people oh captain marvel they might think of a different captain marvel who is now named shasham you know yeah that's true they had to do it because of legal issues which you know what i'm surprised it wasn't done sooner yeah i I was surprised about that but at the same time i'm I'm just like yeah i they they are gonna have um have competition on their hands and like i said earlier competition is good 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 for companies to have yes all right, uh, let's take a little bit of a break from the um, from the comic books, and I want to talk about another trailer. So, uh, the trailer of Ready Player One was revealed, and a lot of people are really excited for it. Have you seen the trailer yet, Tom? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. It looks really good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you ever read the original um, book that it's based on? No, I have not. I have not read uh, the book. Uh, I do know that it's a, a really popular book by Ernest Cline. And, yeah, I remember hearing bits and pieces about the movie. Like, this was going to be Sp- Steven Spielberg's next movie. And I remember, you know, just hearing, like, bits and pieces of it. But then when the trailer came out a couple of days ago... Oh, man, I cannot tell you how many people were, like, so happy. I think I even remembered seeing a tweet from somebody saying, People, watch this trailer. It show it goes to show you that Hollywood cares for us nerds. The, the way I look at it is I had that um, sensation when the first time I saw Jurassic Park, in that sense, and, that, and that's a Spielberg film. I'm getting the same sort of vibe from it a bit, you know? Yes. That's how I'm feeling about it at the moment. Yeah, I can definitely see that. You know, it has this spectacle. It does feature in, like, the big CG, but with practical effects and stuff like that. It feels like an homage to the 1980s. And, you know, if we learned anything from Guardians of the Galaxy is that, you know, you can have this fun, action-filled movie with little touches of nostalgia, and it really draws people in. And with this, 
I definitely have a sense that Spielberg had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that with Spielberg, he put in a lot of... Um, it seemed like he had a lot of fun with this movie and you know it has chucks of like 1980s pop culture and it takes place in space and yeah it it does look like it's going to be a lot of fun so yeah um i'm looking forward to uh where this one would lead up and yeah this is definitely one that i'm looking forward to watching i think it's going to be a fantastic film i can't wait to actually see it to be honest tom do you have anything else that you want to cover that we haven't said anything yet um, should I quickly mention about the Sonic thing? Sure, why not? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, did Sonic? I think, yeah, I think there was like a table over in uh, San Diego Comic Con. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, why don't you talk about Sonic Mania? Okay, uh, Sonic Mania. They announced quite a few things for it. I think it looks really good. They finally coming out in August as well. But the real meat of the thing, Sega was at San Diego Comic Con. They had two big announcements, because one of them is a sad one, unfortunately. The sad one being was the that they're not renewing their contract with Archie, unfortunately. Um, reason why, um, there's, they're, not, they're not really clear on why it's happening. Um, they're, they're, they did make a public statement on Twitter, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'm going to read it out here. Yep, I found it. And this is what it says, right? After three, uh, 24 years of memorable storytelling, Sega of America will conclude their Sonic the Hedgehog publishing partnership program with Archie Comics. This does not make the end of Sonic in comics, but signifies Sega of America's decision to take a different direction for the series that will be announced at a later date. Sega would like to thank Sonic's amazing fans for their loyal support and passion for over the years. Sega looks forward to providing more information very soon. And oh boy, they provided information, and I mean three days later. So it was very, very soon. They announced that from now on, IDW will have the publishing rights for Sonic for, for the Sonic comics in the future, um, and it will be coming out in 2018. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I remember um, the day that... Archie announced that they were going to be canceling the Sonic comic books after 24 years. It is currently the longest uh, video game adapt- uh, comic book adaptation. And for it to be canceled just like that was a devastation for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, I even I remember the person who was like one of the I, I even saw this tweet of one of the per, one of the people who was working on the Sonic um, Archie comic books. And there was this jerk who asked him, hey, uh, now that you're not working for um, the Sonic comic book anymore, can you help me with this comic book for free? And, yeah, he wasn't willing to pay him at all. And he's like, I was just out of, I just found out that I'm out of a job. And you want me to work on your comic book for pretty much nothing. And he said, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's not exactly a good thing, people. I mean, if you know somebody who just found out that they were out of a job and you ask them, hey, can you work on this uh, project for a little to nothing? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not exactly really good. That's like the equivalent of saying, um, hey, um, you know, you're, you know, you got fired from your job and now you have no money. Uh, can you work just as hard as you would if you had a job but get absolutely nothing for it? So. Yeah, that's, yeah. So yeah, um, the thing is with with them, and because I've been saying this for quite a while, for, um, uh, for quite a while, because 
it's been an ongoing saga with this whole thing with Archie at the moment. Um, it, mm, to be fair, the early signs was when Pendus won the law, um, lawsuit case against Archie for the rights of his characters in within the Sonic comic of the Archie comics. And he won it, he got his characters back. They had to do a soft reboot. And the writing was on the wall. I think Sagar did not want anything more to do, do with Archie because they lost that court case. <laughs> and it looks bad on them. So... Um, they didn't renew the contract, surprisingly. But at the same time, I think Archie were not too bothered by renewing the contract because, um, for those who don't know, Archie essentially, um, how can I put it, um, has done well within their own right, with their own in-house project of Archie. Called Archie had a big resurgence in the last um, few years and it has its own TV show now, which surprisingly be doing reasonably well on television at the moment but we're just going to skip forward in front of all this um, long story short that Sonic is now with IDW I've been saying this for a long time um, if, if they're not going to renew the contract he's going to go to IDW and sure enough he's gone to IDW and they have proven time and time again IDW to handle these sorts of properties very very well I mean you just have to look at their library at the moment they've got the Transformers they've got My Little Pony they got um, I want to say um, all the Cartoon Network stuff like Samurai Jack they've proven themselves with that and um Rom the Space Knight, they have proven themselves time and time again of handling these properties very, very well, and I think they're in good hands with Sonic going over there. Whether or not, um, the only other bit of news they announced, they announced the editor for the comic, and it's going to be Joe um, Huggins. Um, for those who are wondering who he is, he's um, he's a guy who's been in the industry not too long, but he's been around a little bit, like he's worked for DC Comics, um, he was also the assistant editors on DC's Vertigo imprint, so basically he was the assistant editor overseeing all the things. And then um, he left DC in 2012. Um, then he became the chief in chief uh, editor in chief at um, Comics Alliance, a major comic book news site that closed earlier this year. And now he's joined IDW a month ago, and this is going to be his first big project as the editor. Well, that sounds fantastic. And yes, it is very sad to know that Archie is no longer going to be doing the Sonic comic books, but we do know that the Sonic comics will be in really, really good hands. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, oh, that's sad. And it's like, oh, yeah, here, here's your reward. Ooh. At the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking yeah. of comics, I want to briefly talk about this. And I know it wasn't revealed at um, San Diego Comic Con, but. Um, Rugrats is going to be getting itself a comic book adaptation by Boom Studios. And, yeah, uh, this is actually really funny because a few years ago, my friend Comic Uno and I, we did a top ten list of Nick Toons and comic book adaptations, and Rugrats was one of them. And so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really interested to find out how they're going to be doing this. So, uh, yeah, let me just look up the article really quickly. So, yeah, it was just revealed a couple of days ago. Uh, let me just read it off right here. Okay, so writer Box Brown and artist Lisa Dubois are bringing Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil along in a new adventure. And of course, Angelica and Susie will be making appearances as well. Their first adventure kicks off with the kids attempting to figure out how their parents know their every move. Once they discover why, it'll be about uh, teamwork to figure a way around it. 
As longtime fans of Nickelodeon's innovative, outstanding programs, we could not be happier to kick off the partnership with the return of Rugrats, says Philippe Sab- Sablik, president and publishing marketing of Boom Studios. The, the first one will be coming out in October 2017, and it'll be 32 pages long, and um, the price will be at $3.99. That's not too bad. That's, that sounds pretty reasonable, pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah, uh, for the Nickelodeon news, there is the discussion of Rugrats uh, coming out in comic book form. And uh, another one, just really quick, uh, SpongeBob is going to be having a brand new stop motion uh, holiday special coming out this fall, and it's going to be about Halloween. Uh, a few years ago, they did really successful with their Christmas um, special that was in stop motion. So now they're going to be doing the same for Halloween. That's pretty cool. I look forward to seeing that, actually. Yeah. Okay, I think for the most part, we can go back into the realm of the comic books. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, this does look good. Yeah, this. you know, it's funny, Tom, because, I, I mean, you know, we've known a lot of... I mean, we were associated with people who worked on comic book reviews for the last couple of years and for some people they say that the thor movies are some of the weakest in the marvel cinematic universe and from the looks of all the things that are coming up with this movie i'm really excited it's one of those film franchises that had a decent first start then a terrible second one and it looked like the third installment is going to be the best one which is really surprising that's just never happened yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like with Iron Man in which, you know, the first movie was was really good, and then the second movie was divisive, and then the third movie was, again, divisive. The Thor movies are like the Witcher franchise of um, in which, like, it had a decent start, but then when the third one came out, everybody was like, oh my god, this is going to look so, this looks so amazing, I want to get it now. And, yeah, the, the, um, I saw the, um, the, did you see the poster of it? Because the poster looks amazing. Oh, the poster looks beautiful. And, of course, there's the announcement of Clancy Brown, and he's going to be the voice of Surtur. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, I mean, I think it looks really cool. I was really shocked that they actually had Thor talking normally um, in the trailer with Thor having a casual conversation. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. And I just love the fact that a lot of the art style and a lot of the costume design and a lot of the sets are very Jack Kirby inspired. I think that's beautiful that they, they've done that. And, um, I mean, I just can't wait for it. I think the action looks really good. I think there's going to be good scenes between Thor and Hulk. I think also, again, again, Thor and Loki. I think my theory is that Loki's going to get killed off in this one. Oh, that's wow. my person. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to, I think he's, he's not going to make it. Sorry, Loki fans. Yeah, I think he's he's going to bite the dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, the, uh, Thor Ragnarok is going to be coming out, um, what was it, next year or the year after? Oh, Thor Ragnarok should be coming out um, next. No, this year. Oh, this year. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's coming, coming out, out. it's coming out this year. So, yeah. Europe, like a week beforehand, give or take. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Um, okay, so next thing we want to talk about is uh, they revealed this trailer for Stranger Things Season 2. I'm looking forward to this. I have not seen Season 1 of Stranger oh, Things, oh. but I've heard so many good things about it. I mean, this was like around the time in which my dad was sick, and I didn't want to watch anything too dramatic. So 
I I want to definitely give a, give a watch to it right now. But yeah, I did take a quick peek of uh, the season two um, video of Stranger Things, and it looks pretty interesting. Like I said, you will love it if you love like eighty nostalgia and like like time time capsule films are like are set within their era. You will love Stranger Things. They has that great horror vibe, great characters and great actors and actresses who play the parts of these characters. It's a very well done film. I cannot recommend it more than anyone. You need to go and watch it. Um, the homages, the references, it's all very cool. And the new trailer they showed off, I'm looking forward to expanding more on the world because the way that they left off the second season with the... Um, I don't want to say too much because you haven't seen it, but um, with how things were left off, I'm curious to see how they explore the other world and exploring that side of the world and the the underside. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, when I have the chance to watch it in its entirety and then watch season two. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. So we have an okay, we have another announcement regarding about um, more people who are going to be showing up in uh, Marvel movies. Like, first of all, we have uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who's going to be in the new Ant-Man movie. That is interesting. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> According to the Variety article that was just posted up uh, yesterday, Michelle Pfeiffer will play alongside Paul Rudd in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She will play Janet Van Dyne, mother of Evangeline Lilly's Hope Van Dyne and wife of Michael Douglas's Hank Prim. Uh, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is the follow-up to 2015 Ant-Man. It'll open up in 2018. Uh, Peyton Reed, who oversaw the first film, will return as director, and the cast will include Walter Goggins and Michael Penna. I'm going to say this right now. For those who know the comic book and recognize the name Van Dyne, you should. That's a big, big deal. <laughs> I'm looking forward to how they're going to handle the Van Dyne. Well, yeah, why don't you give a little bit more of an explanation for maybe those who don't know? Mm. Well, I mean, not without spoiling it, of course. That's the problem. <laughs> it's trying to explain it without spoiling it. It's um, um, Van Dyne is quite an interesting character. Um it's the problem. So it's hard trying to explain him without spoiling him. I, I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's. Okay, so you're trying to say that for this movie, it's going to be really important. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Okay, fair enough. All right, and uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is not the only one. So we have another one who was announced who's going to be in the movie. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who um, a lot of you might know as Morpheus from the Matrix movies, he's going to be in the movie as uh, Bill Foster. Uh, the comic book hero Giant Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've just figured out a way to um, explain Van Dyne. Okay, go ahead. The original Wasp. That's probably the best way to describe it. And Hank's Pin's um, wife. That's probably the best way to describe her without giving too much away about the character. Okay, fair she enough. was mentioned in the first film, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. And uh, what about uh, yeah? What about Giant Man? Um, Giant Man, well, again, um, Giant Man has always been, um, if you ever know about the Ant-Man stuff, that um, Ant-Man, Wasp, Giant Man, they all play a hand in hand in the certain roles of the characters. Like, there have been tons of different Giant, giant Men in the Marvel comics, um, 
I mean, every single Ant-Man there's been has at some point either grew really, really tall or really, really tiny. And it's cool because they did te- they did show off um, Ant-Man, giant man form in um, Captain America Civil War. So it's cool they're expanding upon it and they're doing more stuff with it. Okay, fantastic. So, yeah, that movie is coming out in 2018. So, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot more information about that when that comes along. Uh, yeah, let's go over to um, a new show that was revealed over at the CW Seed. It's called Freedom Fighters The Ray. And it's a new animated series that is that was, uh, from the creators of Arrow and The Flash. It's an animated series that takes place in a parallel universe where the Nazis have won World War II. And we have the superheroes who are trying to help out the defenseless. And I just saw the trailer of it just a few minutes ago. It looks pretty interesting. You have these people who are really um, sulking and the whole sky is red and there's swastikas everywhere. And you have um, all these superheroes fighting off uh, against one another. So, you know, I saw, you know, people like uh, The Flash and I saw um, Green Arrow and a whole bunch of other people. So, yeah. Have you seen this trailer yet, Tom? Um, no, I haven't, unfortunately. Um, but it does sound really cool. It's not for, I know that in comics they did a storyline, a Elseworlds story when, um, what if, um, Captain America landed Nazi Germany and it showed off what happened and the Nazi won the war? It was interesting, nonetheless, is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, and I also know about uh, a similar situation with Superman, the whole Red Sun uh, st- uh, storyline in which, you know, instead of, you know, Clark, uh, instead of Kal-El landing over in Smallville, he lands in Russia and he becomes a communist. So, yeah, there's a lot of these parallels in which, you know, what happens if this, you know, happened in this time. In fact, I even heard a story just not too long ago about the the guys who created Game of Thrones are thinking about doing a new show for HBO about they're going to be creating a new show regarding about uh, what if scenario about, you know, what if the Southerners in America won the Civil War and it's supposed to be like taking place in the modern times in which slavery is still a thing. Yeah, I heard about this. Um, that's an interesting take. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. I mean, there's been a lot of controversy about that. Like, a lot of people are really uncomfortable. But, yeah, we'll just have to... I mean, as for this cartoon right here, we'll definitely have to, you know, wait and see how that goes along. All right, um, another one we can talk about. Um, the trailer for Star Trek Discovery came out. And, uh, yeah, this is interesting. The first Star Trek TV series in over a decade... And, you know, and the likes of all the movies that came out that done by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I knew that a Star Trek TV series was inevitable, especially with the movies becoming such a big hit. But, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to know that we're still going to, that we're going to get a brand new one. And it looks great. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the trailer. Um, I'm going to be bluntly honest here. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I've never been in Star Trek um I've had tons and tons of friends of mine who's been in the Star Trek, and from what they said to me about it, this looks looks good. Um, I think it looks quite impressive. Will I give it a chance to give it a watch? Maybe. I, I don't know. I've never really got into any other Star Trek stuff. The only stuff I really liked was the um, film stuff that was done by J.J. Ambrose and that that stuff. And the last one, Beyond, was really good. I really liked that one. But it's cool that it's finally coming back to TV. Um, 
had Netflix, I think it looks good. And it's kind of, it's like meeting an old friend again is probably the best way to put it. You know, you old friend you haven't seen for a long time has finally came back from a long trip around the world, you know? Yes, yes. Um, Let's probably just describe it. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, I do, I do agree. Uh, especially for all those uh, Star Trek fans. Uh, as of right now, there's no new information about the next um star trek movies it'll be a nice way to continue the star trek legacy especially with you know the re- the resurgence of star trek that has be- that has been around almost for the past uh almost for the past like a uh, couple of years or so so yeah it's nice to hear all right so let's and the next thing we want to talk about is uh the brand new spider-man animated series um i think um what was it like um uh what's the new spider-man cartoon called uh, I, think, I think it's just called Spider-Man, to be honest. I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's called Spider-Man. So, yeah, the new, so yeah, there's been new information about the new Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, it's going to be coming out in August 19th. And uh, mm-hmm. they had revealed some new cast members uh, for the new Spider-Man cartoon, like uh, a lot of um, anime um, voice actors, and as well as a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, kind of um, cartoon and anime voice actors are going to be in this. Like, Robbie Damon is going to be Spider-Man. And for those who don't know who Robbie Damon is, um, he's been in a lot of cartoons and anime and video games over the past couple of years. Uh, you may know him as T- Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal. He's Mizuki in Boruto Naruto Next Generations. He's Sorei in Tales of Asteria. Uh, he's um, one of the main characters in Final Fantasy XV. But yeah, uh, I'm really. And then let's see, we have Lauren Bailey, who's Gwen Stacy, and Lauren Bailey is really, really well-known voice actress nowadays. Um, and we have uh, let's see, John DiMaggio is the Jackal, Ben Diskin as Spencer Smythe, uh, Patton Oswalt is Uncle Ben. So that's going to be pretty cool. And Joe Quesada is Joe. Uh, don't know really much about that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the reason why I actually knew about this Spider-Man animated series a little bit sooner than the others because I interviewed Kevin Shinnig a few months ago on my podcast. And he's the, he's, uh, the story editor for this cartoon. And, um, yeah, I think that with the likes of Ultimate Spider-Man, which for a lot of people they never really liked... It's nice to see, like, a new take on Spider-Man, especially with the likes of Spider-Man Homecoming being, like, a really big hit for Spider-Man fans. I think the thing was with uh, with Spider-Man um, Home... The whole point with Ultimate Spider-Man was it was going to be a new take, it was going to be a lot more kids-friendly and stuff like that. And when it started out, oh, my God, people hated it. They did not like it. And... Um, uh, it's, it's one of these weird shows that actually got better as it went on. It actually got a lot better um, as it went on because they actually did stop doing a lot of the stuff that people didn't like. And a lot of people just softened to it. It's probably the best way to put it. But I don't know. Um, I think it's good they're doing a new show. The animation looks pretty nice. Um, I think the direction... It's probably going to be more suited to the movie route. It's probably the best way to put it. And it's a new take on it because, let's be honest, you're going to do a new Spider-Man movie. You're going to get a bunch of new little kids are going to be introduced to Spider-Man for the first time. Okay, let's give them a new cartoon. They can start off fresh with, and we can make it more like the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I guarantee that if they bring the, I think they showed off some concept art of the Vulture, if I'm not mistaken. And he looks one-to-one, almost like the movie version of the Vulture. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, one more thing to reveal, and I think that could be wrapping things up. 
yeah, so Marvel has revealed the new trailer for Inhumans. Looks good. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I yeah, it does look really really nice, and uh, I'm I don't really know too much about the Inhumans, but yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. Um, I know a lot of people are pretty mixed about it, but I, I like it okay. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think the thing with Inhumans that everyone needs to calm down about is that I, we spoke about this on on the comic book cast ages and ages ago. Because a lot of people were like. Oh, they're only doing the Inhumans because they have the right to the X-Men. I went, well, yeah, that's obviously why they're doing the Inhumans. Because if they had the X-Men right, we would be getting the X-Men instead of the Inhumans. That's pretty obvious. But at the end of the day, we're getting the Inhumans. The Inhumans have grown in popularity in the comic book world over the last few years, I would say. And they've been pushing them like mad. And they got a lot more exposure ever since um, Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, brought the Inhumans into the Marvel world. And... The trailer looks very close to what the comics are at the moment and what what's been before the comics as well. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm looking forward to Lockjaw the most. I, I, I want to see that. I want to see that big goof more in action. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So I think that's it for the most part. I don't have anything else to say uh, unless you have something else to bring up. But yeah, I think. I mean, there's a lot of um, coverage that we could do for San Diego Comic Con, but I think that's like the most well known. So, yeah, um, Tom, why don't you uh, plug and promote your stuff, and where can people find you at? Okay, right. If you want to find me, I got a YouTube channel of Index Sonic. Um, if you want to support my comic book, um, the Kickstarter is still up and running at the moment. It's called um, Guardian, and it's um, the actual, if you want to search for it on Kickstarter, is Guardian. Um, hashtag one dash hashtag five. We, we, we're trying to get the first five issues made. Um, if you want to go and support that, go over there, donate money, spread the word out if you can. And um, if yeah, um, that's and if you want to find more about the comic, go over to Facebook and type in um, Guardian comic book and you can find the facebook page like the page and share the page as well um getting the word out as much as possible will help massive massively all right well thank you so much for coming on by tom i really do appreciate it no problem all right. Uh, yeah, that should be it for this episode of the Utter Mayha Show. Uh, that should be it for our coverage of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, let us know um, in the comments about what your favorite thing of um, that was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. I'm sure for a lot of um, you followers, you probably are excited about Harold the Jungle movie the most. Uh, because, man, we received a lot of views on our discussion on that. And I don't blame you. So next Sunday on the Utter Mayha Show, we will be having special guest Justin Shankaro joining us and of course uh, you know Arun will be here by the time that uh, the podcast will be recorded and we'll be asking Justin various questions about especially with with, um, everything that's been going on in San Diego Comic Con and maybe he can give us a little bit of a hint on the Jungle movie. Uh, There are plenty of more guests to come if you're interested in finding out which guests are going to be featuring in the Aaron Meta show please go to aaronmeta.co.uk 
forward slash guests and you will be able to see who will be coming by. October 1st, we'll be having a Hey Arnold fan day. This was just revealed today. So if any of you guys are huge fans of Hey Arnold and you want to appear on the podcast, please email Arumeta and let him know that you want to join him on the podcast. And of course, last but certainly not least, on October 7th is our huge interview with Craig Bartlett himself. So yeah, that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. But damn, it was 99 cents. Copping and reading about to go and get some hero clicks. Passing up an Archie comic for the latest Walking Dead. Paul Dini, Alan Moore, Peter David, George Perez. Going in my bag, I'm a happy at a bargain, kids. I'ma take a Stanley style, I'ma take a Stanley style. No, for real, ask Stan, can I have his comic style? X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Fantastic Four. Mad Mutant Powers making crazy movie cameos. They had an Age of Ultron, I bought an Age of Ultron. I bought a Captain Marvel, then I bought the Atom. Hello, hello, my Aunt man, my mellow. Hellboy ain't got nothing on my daredevil, hell no. I could get some snake eyes, copperhead from G.I. Joe. Cobra heads would be like, oh, he got the Destro. I'm gonna pop some eggs, only got 20 titles on my pull list. I'm going shopping, looking for a comic, this is fracking awesome. I'm gonna pop some eggs, only got 20 titles on my pull list. I'm going shopping, looking for a comic, this is fracking awesome.